this is Terry Beatley, your host of What If We've Been Wrong? I'm shining light into some dark places so that beauty, goodness, and truth defeat the schemes of the enemy. It's true, people are perishing for lack of knowledge, and we're instructed to have nothing to do with the evil deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. That's what I do on What If We've Been Wrong? Rethink, explore, and uncover some hidden truths so that more people can experience an abundant life and the joy of being set free from the shackles that hold us in prison. Welcome to What If We've Been Wrong? Good afternoon, America. It's Terry Beatley, your host of What If We've Been Wrong? And whoo, I am fired up today because of those election results. You know, I live in Virginia, and Virginia just went completely blue. We not only have a, ooh, a blue blackface governor. Remember, he's the same governor who liked to paint his face black and pretend to be a black person when he was back in, went back in college. And, uh, oh, Virginia was all upset. And then what do we do? We voted in more people who represent his party who are going to grind America down into a pulp. If we do not wake up and become more informed voters, women of America, would you please wake up and quit being duped? I am so sick of women being played like a pawn. It's almost of biblical proportion, like Satan deceived Eve in the garden. The evil one is deceiving women today with this whole gun control thing. I'm out in the country on 60 acres of land. I have, um, my husband made a gun shooting range. I can't say I go out there all the time, but uh, one of my children do. Um, but we have two girls, they're well-trained in, in uh, shooting guns and, and knowing how to defend themselves. I am so sick of women being deceived by what's wrapped in this mantra called women's reproductive rights. If you really, really knew the history of how all of this evolved, you would be shaking your head saying, how have American women and men, by the way, been so deceived on this? And then the other big issue that surfaces, say in Virginia, but it's other places as well, oh, we need to increase the minimum wage. Let me tell you something. That's a great way to unemploy people. Unemploy people. American voters, Americans, the minimum wage gets passed right down to the end consumer. If you're running a business and the government mandates that you have to increase your costs, you don't sit there and absorb that. That becomes the cost of your products and or your services. It gets passed through to you, the end user. So if these people were so worried about these minimum wage workers, then by golly, take the lottery out of the states. Okay, probably the majority of you listening to this show right now, you probably don't even play the lottery. But I know for me, when I walk into like a, a, a what do you call it, like a, a not a fast food, a, um, like a 7-Eleven kind of store, wherever they sell those lottery tickets, you know, who's standing in line? Is it the multi-millionaires? Is it the people with a net worth, say, base minimum of a million dollars or a half a million dollars? No, it's poor people. It's the minimum wage workers who are standing in line with the hope and a prayer that they're going to win the lottery. So instead of educating people about how to invest your money, 
you know, you, you, why, are, why do we have high schoolers graduating and they don't even know the rule of 72 when your money doubles? You know, based on the interest rate, oh my gosh, it just, it, can you tell I'm fired up? I can tell I'm fired up because I think I'm screaming at the microphone. You know, God says that, you know, raise up your voices like, like trumpets, raise up your voice like a trumpet. And that's what I want to encourage you today. I travel across the country. I speak in many different venues and, and, and with a, with a nonprofit uh, educational organization I have called Hosea Initiative, H-O-S-E-A, Hosea Initiative. And we are dedicated to teaching the principles of American liberty with a hyper focus on the life issue. Because let's face it, without life, we have nothing. But what always surprises me, particularly, um, well, I won't, I won't describe the different venues, but particularly in certain venues, um, people will say, we just need to get out and, and vote a certain way, vote a certain way. And I said, no, that's not the solution. You know, politics always is downstream from culture. Culture leads, politics follows. So my question to you is what are you doing to change culture in your own community? You don't have to think about all of the United States. What are you doing in your own community? And this is what I mean. And I'm going to uh, use an example well, a couple different examples. Uh, one is loving other people with the truth. A few years back, uh, I went into a minority community and I taught people far and wide about Margaret Sanger. She's the founder of Planned Parenthood. Margaret Sanger and what she called back in 1939, and this is what she launched, the Negro Project. The Negro Project was a very racist population control plan, which, by the way, is still in force today. It's managed differently than it was managed back in 1939. Uh, but make no mistake, the goal was to eradicate, if not greatly decrease, the, the minority population in this country. What they did back in 1939 was they went into minority communities and they promoted sterilization and birth control. Now, the way it's done today is with legalized abortion, Planned Parenthood has put the majority of their abortion mills, let's call them abortuaries, they're not clinics. Clinics are places where you go to get well. Abortuaries are places where somebody, somebody always loses their life. And, and many times, or a number of times, the, the, the mothers do as well. Um, now, the reason I'm saying this is, what happens when minorities learn the truth of Margaret Sanger, Planned Parenthood, and the Negro Project? Not in a political race. What happens in between those times when you just love other people with the truth? Well, what happened to me when I set out and I met with an African-American minister and, and I, I actually set a three-hour appointment with him to show him a movie called Ma'afa 21. Ma'afa is a Swahili word that means great tragedy. And in this case, it means genocide. And it's a movie. It's now free. You can watch it on YouTube. It's M-A-A-F, as in Frank, A, Ma'afa 21. The producer is Mark Crutcher from Life Dynamics out of Denton, Texas. I buy these by the caseload. It's a hundred in a case. 
and I can hand out these DVDs. When I walk into a 7-Eleven, I strike up a conversation with, say, an African-American man or a woman um, who's you know, getting coffee the same time I am. Or, or it doesn't matter because when you love people with the truth, people respond. So I met with this African-American minister and when I was walking up his steps, I was praying that God would not let me talk politics. And because uh, I just wanted to love him with the truth. I wanted him to know what's happening all across our country to the black race, in particular via the abortion industry, and how this is not an accident. It's a plot. It's a plan. It's been stealthy. It's been deadly. And it's been highly effective. And um, so I walked up his steps and we had the scheduled three hour meeting and for two and a half hours, we watched the movie. And when it was over, I said, Pastor, tell me what you think. Because I didn't know what else to ask him. Because it's two and a half hours of the most hard-hitting proof that the organization Planned Parenthood that has gained so much political power in this country via the Democrat Party, mind you. It's the Democrat Party that's fully embraced the slaughter of American babies um, and, ha and, and they're so after the control of the women's vote. Um, so anyway, so after, when the movie was over, I said, Pastor, what do you think? And this pastor looked at me and he rolled his chair up uh, and he wagged his finger at me and he said, I'll tell you what I think. I will never again vote for a pro-abortion candidate for as long as I live. For if I do, I'm voting to annihilate my own race. And furthermore, it's just wrong, it being abortion. And I felt like Jesus Christ had just pulled back the curtain and said, see what happens when you just love people with the truth. So I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this today because just, you know, just the other day, the elections across this country to a large degree went to the Democrat party and the Democrat party is not the party. It was even 50 years ago. So would you please wake up women and men and voters across this country? Would you please wake up minority voters who continue to vote for the Democrat party? This is a socialist communist run party. And if you don't wake up and, and just relinquish your identity with D, with being a Democrat. And even I say Republicans, fine, you can do the same thing. Let's stand up for God's principles, the gift of life. God's, that's number one, because if we do not have life, we have nothing. Because in Virginia, we have now a three, uh, the, the three offices. Uh, I mean, it's all there. Governor, the Senate, and the House, and to a large degree, the judiciary support infanticide. The governor said it on, on radio, and of course that was a big firestorm, whatever that was about a year or so ago, okay? Infanticide, the governor of Virginia, and this is just like it all, many different places, governor of, of New York, and keep naming the different states, not all of them, but they are all Democrat, politicians who, mind you, years ago, many of them were totally pro-life. I have a letter, which I will read you in the second segment of this show, from Ted Kennedy, when he was a senator, you know, the late Ted Kennedy, I think it's dated back in 1971, and he was explaining 
how he would never ever be a you know pro pro choice pro abortion because it's the shedding of innocent blood and look how that man died years later he died completely in bed with the abortion industry now now why does this happen we this is a spiritual battle so my my rally call here is to every american you history matters Worldview matters. History matters. Worldview matters. And righteousness exalts a nation. We're in a spiritual battle. This is not a battle even between Democrat versus Republican. Because here's the deal. Because if the Republicans do not get a spine and fight with everything they can, they'll end up acquiescing like many of the Republican politicians do once they rise to the occasion and they make it all the way into DC. I could give you story after story where these people pretended to be rock hard pro-lifers, but when they got their $180,000 a year job in, in DC, they looked at that life issue as if it was, um, uh, uh, uh too much to fight at the federal level and they, they go soft. So my point here is, this is a spiritual battle between good and evil. It's a spiritual battle. And we've, we, number one, we have to be brain. We have to be informed voters. We have to stand up for what God means by righteousness exalts a nation. Okay, more laws more say gun control laws okay let's go with where where so many women are duped gun control law we don't need any more laws we don't we need to get our laws straight and then enforce them so what do i mean by getting them straight right now women of america you cannot have it both ways you cannot be supporting pro-abortion candidates which allow the shedding of innocent blood and then you turn right around and you want more gun laws. When you, when on one hand, you support the arms and legs and the heads of these little babies inside the womb, who it's been proven that they feel pain. It's been proven that in the first trimester, in the late first trimester, I think it's by the 11th week, they are squirming those little babies when that suction tube of the abortion uh, of the abortionist is bearing down on that baby. That baby opens his or her mouth in a silent scream. And as Dr. Bernard Nathanson said, that's the silent scream of a child threatened imminently with extinction. Women of America, you cannot have it both ways. You cannot say, oh, we need more gun control, you know, to protect our children in schools. No, we need to equip the principals and the teachers who feel uh, competent in, uh, and who have been trained in handling a gun to have guns. So when the bad guy comes into the school, you and the children and the teachers are not sitting there like sitting ducks waiting to be shot. You cannot have it both ways. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach of every single one of us. And God says to raise up your voices like trumpets. So this is what I'm swinging around to, is we need to figure out different ways of loving other people with the truth. Because remember, I think what I just shared, the pastor 
said, oh my gosh, I will never vote again for a pro-choice, a pro-abortion candidate. For if I do, I'm voting to annihilate my own race. I invested three hours with this pastor and he began to preach the full gospel of life and he broke away from political party stronghold and he stood up for what God says to stand up for. This goes back probably eight years ago. I was asked to speak at a, a certain church denomination there, uh, a big conference they were having. Uh, it, 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 this was actually in Virginia. I think about 2,000 people were there and they gave me about five minutes to talk about the life issue, but I aligned it with the slave, the slave issue of long ago. And the, the arguments for slavery are near about the same arguments, almost. They're, they're very much aligned. A, a black minister walked up to me afterwards, a young black minister, about 40 years old, and he said, thank you. Thank you. It's about time our church stood up for children in the womb. This pastor told me that God had really convicted his heart and that over, over the past year, he said that he realized he had been preaching to please man and God convicted his heart that he needed to preach to please the Lord and to stand on God's word. So he started preaching on those tough issues of the day, okay? He started preaching about the life issue. He started preaching about what does God say about homosexuality. He preached about these other hot button issues. And he said, Terry, every time he preached, he said at least one person would get up and walk out. And then he'd get hate mail. And then after about two months, guess what started happening? His church grew and grew and grew. So all the reasons why this pastor had been so afraid, including oh, the financial repercussions of what happens when he has the boldness to stand up for what God wanted him to stand up for, God blessed his perseverance. God blessed his boldness. God blessed him. So I'm sorry if I, if I, I know I've pivoted all over this first section, but, but this is what I want. I'm going to come back to in the second part right here is that I'm going to share with you a couple things that we can be doing to love other people with the truth. Because I can tell you right now, God will bless you. He will bless you over and over if you're bold enough to love other people with the truth. Hang in there with me. All right, I want you to go visit Hosea Initiative. That's H-O-S-E-A, hoseaforyou.org. That's H-O-S-E-A, the number four, Y-O-U Americans, if we, if we don't start loving other people with the truth, we're going to lose our country and everything dear. However, if we love other people with the truth, watch how God will bless it. Hang in there with me. I'll be right back. Hello, this is Lieutenant Randy Sutton, the host of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. I am a 34-year police veteran. I am also the founder and CEO of an organization that stands behind injured and disabled law enforcement officers. It is called 
The Wounded Blue. Our website is thewoundedblue.org. We have produced a film. It is an important film. I urge you to watch it. The film details what happens when a police officer or law enforcement officer is shot or stabbed or beaten or disabled, seriously injured in the line of duty. Most people think they are taken care of medically and financially. The reality may be quite different. It is called The Wounded Blue, Service, Sacrifice, Betrayed. The film is available on Amazon, iTunes, and the Microsoft Store. It's your news and entertainment network. News blogs, informative podcasts, entertaining videos, or listen to 24-7 Talk Radio on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. We the people, AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. loving other people with truth and why if you're an American patriot who loves the Lord you have to open up your mouth you have to raise up your voice like a trumpet that's what God says in Isaiah 58 1 raise up your voice like a trumpet does God say then he's gonna curse you if you do that no he's gonna bless you and we have to be raising up our voices like trumpets in our own communities, loving other people with the truth, helping them see that America has been duped by communist lies. We've been duped by socialism. The far left, the socialists, the people who want to crush our country, who identify themselves as progressives, who, by the way, that's another word for communists, uh, they, they have had this uh, plan in place for decades now and to a large degree it was to take over our government-run school system that's that they've uh, totally accomplished it so if you think you're going to save American liberty by only voting every two years or every four years and you cross your fingers and you say a little prayer at the end guess what it is not it's not going to work and this is why just do the math the communists, the socialists have taken over the government-run school system and every year they're pumping out little baby socialists, little baby communists. They've been taught not to be patriotic. They've been taught to value one world, one world government. We're all just part of this one world. No, God gives us different countries, okay? He gives us different countries and he says that he will bless those nations who are obedient to him. Just go back and read Deuteronomy 28, the blessings of obedience and the cursings of disobedience. And so what I'd like to say is we have to love each other with the truth. Now, what do I mean by that? Three of the big hot button issues are gun control, women's reproductive rights, and the minimum wage. So right now we're gonna tackle women's reproductive rights and what happens when you love other people with the truth. So a few years back, Planned Parenthood was holding, also NARAL, Pro-Choice America, was holding this little um, uh, educational 
uh, what do they call that, uh, virtual tour. It was a seven-minute virtual tour at the Virginia General Assembly. They had reserved a room during a session uh, in January and February. I don't know if they're there for one week or, or two weeks, but anyway, I heard about it, and I thought, I have no idea what they mean by virtual tour, but I'll trek on down to the Virginia General Assembly, and I'll walk into their Planned Parenthood room and take their virtual tour. So I walked in, this beautiful millennial, young enough to be my daughter, uh, she greeted me and she said, oh, are you here for the virtual tour? And I said, I sure am. So she sat me in the, sat me in the swivel chair. She put the headgear on. And for the first time in my life, I experienced you know, virtual reality. Just cutting to the chase, this was a seven-minute virtual tour of what it was supposed to be like for a woman to try to access her women's reproductive uh, health care uh, um, uh, services basically at an abortion mill. And so for the first two minutes, it was real video. I guess that's how you would explain it. So I became the woman, the young woman trying to access the ABC Women's Healthcare Center. My friend is driving the car and we pull up to this sidewalk and there's a pro-life sidewalk counselor out on the sidewalk and I roll down my window and I'm asking the, the older man, who's on the sidewalk where the ABC Women's Healthcare Center is. And he tells me, oh, it's right over there, but he tries to redirect me to a basically a pro-life pregnancy center where I can go get an ultrasound and, and have you know, a free ultrasound and a free you know, pregnancy test and all that good stuff. And then at the third minute through the seventh minute, it becomes uh, basically animation. And Planned Parenthood, who I believe made this virtual tour thing or they paid to have it done this is where they attempt to paint all the pro-lifers as radical crazy people out on the sidewalk bible thumpers etc the point i'm trying to get to is at the end of the virtual tour i take this thing off my head and the young planned parenthood millennial is sitting across from me we are literally knee to knee and i thought what in god's name am i going to say to this young woman so she says, she says, what did you think? And the first words out of my mouth were, well, does, do you feel like that's an accurate portrayal of what goes on? And then she responds, well, we took all the real audio. And so what they had done was they had taken the worst of the worst people across America who are screaming at women who are walking into these abortion mills which, which does not represent the majority of pro-lifers out on the sidewalk. And, uh, but they condensed it all in this video. So she said, we use the real audio. I'm going to be swinging this back to the election factor here in just a minute. So hang in there with me. And I said, well, wow. Uh, do, well, do you feel like truth still matters? That's a very important question, America. Does truth still matter? matter and give the person the opportunity to answer. If the person says, no, I don't care if truth matters, as long as Democrats keep winning, or as long as pro-aborts keep winning, or pro-choice people keep winning, or people who want, as long as we can get rid of guns, you know, as long as that still happens, I don't care if truth matters. But that's not what this young woman said. She said, well, yes, truth still matters. Why? And I thought that's absolutely wonderful. 
So I sort of joke around. I say, well, that's when I went fishing because she asked me the question now, why? So I cast my net. I put that, I put the bait on the hook and I cast my net, my cast that fishing line as far as I could. And I said, oh, well, does the name Norma McCorvey mean anything to you? And she said, no, who's that? Well, for those of you who don't know, Norma McCorvey was the Roe of Roe v. Wade. She was the plaintiff in the Roe v. Wade case. That, that decision came down in January 1973. So she asked me the question, why? And who is this woman, Norma McCorvey? So for the next, I'd say, five, six minutes, I just educate her about Norma McCorvey, how she was once, you know, for abortion. Um, well, she thought she was for abortion, but these two pro-abortion activist attorneys took her to a little pizza beer joint, got her drunk up on two to three pitchers of beer, and got her to agree to be the plaintiff in the Roe v. Wade case. She did not know at that point that abortion kills a human being that's already in existence. Quite frankly, she did not even know what an abortion is. All she knew was that she didn't want to be pregnant anymore, but she didn't quite understand what an abortion was. And so she got completely used and duped and lied to and manipulated by the pro-abortion activist Marxist left who love to use women to advance their Marxist socialist goals. Okay, then I asked this young millennial, well, does the name Dr. Bernard Nathanson mean anything to you? And she said, well, no, who's that? So I put the next piece of bait on my fishing line and I cast the net and then my fishing rod uh, as far out as I could. And I educated her about the co-founder of NARAL Pro-Choice America, the first pro-abortion political action organization, N-A-R-A-L, back in the late 1960s that stood for the National Association for the Repeal of Abortion Law. As soon as we got Roe v. Wade, they changed it up to the uh, National Abortion Rights Action League, and then they shortened it to the acronym NARAL. Okay, NARAL was co-founded by a doctor named Dr. Bernard Nathanson, and you can learn all about this doctor in my book called What If We've Been Wrong, Keeping My Promise to America's Abortion King. Now do you see why I'm so passionate about educating America, educating American women and these young people and the voters across this country because so many people, about half of the country, has been duped by the lies of the people who want to take the country down. Because let me tell you something, Dr. Bernard Nathanson, he, he, he was never a Marxist or a communist. However, he partnered with uh, two Marxists, two communists, Lawrence Slater and Betty Friedan. And uh, they partnered to lie to America uh, with the notion that abortion is women's health care. Dr. Nathanson admits to uh, denying what they knew to be true, that an abortion kills the life of a human being. And he used eight points of propaganda. And you can learn all about that, by the way, at Jose Initiative in the book that I wrote. Go to, go to the bookstore right here on America Out Loud. Get the book. Get the book. That book is linked up right to my publisher. 
so it's called What Have We Been Wrong? Keeping My Promise to America's Abortion King. Get the book today and then share it, read it, and then go share it with somebody else. Okay? So, and the, the reason why I'm going over this is in, in Jesus himself tells us that he comes to give life and to give life with abundance. That's an abundant life. But, but he also says that the enemy comes, Satan comes to kill, deceive, and destroy. Well, America and American voters, let me count the ways. Oh, we're over 60 million American babies, and so many more, quite frankly, have already lost their lives. They've lost their lives. I, I'm going to equate that in pounds of human flesh in the next segment. Okay, so you can wrap your head around this. Satan comes to kill, deceive, and destroy. And, the, and, and, and too many patriots across this country think that just voting Republican is going to save this country. No, it's not. We need to be praying. We need to align our votes with what aligns with the word of God. But then we have to go out and love other people with the truth. This is why I'm saying this is not just Terry Beatley promoting her book. Uh, no, and anybody who's going to uh, tweet me and say that to me, shame on you. I sat with the doctor who co-founded NARAL, who, by the way, paved the way for Roe v. Wade, who admits to lying to the American public, to our legislators, to judges, to clergymen, to the medical community, to teachers, and, and to the public uh, all across the country and to millions of mothers and fathers with the lie that abortion is women's health care. He admitted to using eight points of propaganda to get away with, uh, with, so that he would have that victory in 1973. He celebrated Roe v. Wade. And what America doesn't know, uh, and, uh, that this umbilical cord for the abortion industry, which dupes millions of American voters, mostly women, but hey, millions of male voters as well, who have fallen into the stupidity uh, that, oh, well, you know, uh, abortion is women's health care and it's a woman's right to choose. No, it's not. That was one of the lies of Dr. Bernard Nathanson. Okay, wake up. Americans, would you please, for God's name, wake up and quit falling for these lies. It was eight points of propaganda. I'm going to give them to you real quick. First thing they did was they framed the debate around choice. Okay, and all these things have lots of minutia, okay? But that's why I want you to go on, get the book, get the little fact checkbook, learn, learn, so you can then get these tools and go love other people with truth so we can save our country. Number two, what did they do? They, they developed these cynical slogans. It's my body, my choice. Number three, this is all from memory, folks. This is not rocket science, okay? I've taught this to eighth graders and then had volunteers stand up and turn their back to the PowerPoint screen, and even eighth graders can memorize this. So and you can too, American adults. So they use the complicit media that Dr. Nathanson knew that if he told enough um, lies, and if he, if he could tell them to the media, the media would believe everything he would say. So he spewed lies. Well, what would he tell them? He would tell them false facts and uh, false data. He would say a million women a year are having back alley abortions, and oh my gosh, 5,000 to 10,000 women a year die of illegal abortion. 
all of those numbers were bald-faced lies. You, you have to get the book, get the fact check booklet, uh, so you get, get the data, get the real numbers. But I'm telling you right now, bald-faced lies. Then he would say 60% of Americans want abortion on demand legalized. Well, that was a bald-faced lie. When I sat beside him up in Manhattan, New York on December 1st, 2009, I said, Dr. Nathanson, where did you get the, those, the, the number 6%? And he said, Terry, we just knew we had to be over 50%. He said, I pulled it out of thin air. The real number was one half of 1% of the American electorate wanted abortion on demand legalized. One half of 1%. One half of 1%. Did you hear me, America? Back in the late 1960s, only one half of 1% of the American electorate wanted abortion on demand legalized. Look where we're at now. Satan comes to kill, deceive, and destroy. The next thing he would do... He would repeat the lies. He would use the media over and over and over and repeat, 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 because we all know that fake news is true. I'm giving you the evidence that fake news is true. So he would repeat the lies over and over, and then he would justify the lies. He would say, look, uh, abortion just needs to be legal because, hey, the women are going to do it anyway. Uh, that was a bald-faced lie because the number of illegal abortions back in before Roe v. Wade on the high side, and this is on the really high side, was like 99,000 per year. There were some years it was much, much, much lower. But as soon as it got legalized, what happened? The women were duped. Hey, it's just a blob of tissue. And then what happened? Bam! We went from 99,000 illegal abortions and jumped it up to over 1.5 million abortions a year. And then he applied the Catholic strategy, which was a political ploy to dupe American Catholic voters into supporting abortion. Stay tuned in and make sure, by the way, you have the Talk Radio app. That's America Out Loud's Talk Radio app. You need to have it on your phone. You need to get my book. Go to the bookstore right here on America Out Loud. You can also go to abortionking.com. Order the book today. And then also share all of this information far and wide. Stay tuned. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. As we say, let the silent voices be heard. Shadow Bannon, editing, censorship, blocking, and adherence to political correctness are seen as serious threats to our God-given right of free speech. Suppressing free speech, the very cornerstone of our society, is not in the best interest of our listeners, readers, and those who provide our content. Welcome to the new era in communications. 
America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hey, you're back with Terry Beatley, and we're talking kind of like this hodgepodge of the election results and how and why people have been so duped, and what's the solution? What is the solution to the most uninformed, ill-informed, ignorant voters of all time? Thank you, government-run school system. Thank you, thank you, government-run school system. You finally had your communist socialist victory. Holy schmoly. Americans, if we don't wake up and start loving other people with the truth in creative ways, that's, I guess, the point I'm trying to drive home. In creative ways, we will lose our liberty and everything we hold dear. Now, I told you in the last segment that, of course, I was focused on the life issue and why is this so important? Why is it so important? Because if we don't have life, we have nothing. So they, so you know, so many people run around. It's like we've got to find a cure for cancer and a cure for this or that, and, and they complain and they whine about problems in this world. Well, good God, we've probably killed the very people via abortion that could have solved those problems. You know, just wake up. And I told you I was going to compute something, and I think it's I think it's needed. I think what is needed is to compute this. Because the Democrat Party could care less, but let's put it right back in their faces. You know, they want all these pro-abort politicians. They've completely sold out because of the, the lies that were used by the abortion in industry for the last 40-some years. 60 million babies have lost their lives. So if you just compute the weight of a 12-week-old baby, which is about a quarter of an ounce, that's 15 million ounces of human flesh thrown down the garbage drain, okay, or into the dumpster. Well, if you divide that by 16 ounces in a pound, that's 937,500 pounds of human flesh we have just thrown into the garbage. 937,500 pounds of humans that could have done great things. Who knows? It could have been the little Down syndrome child in your local community who makes everybody smile. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. I, I'm not trying to take a utilitarian approach to this. It doesn't matter if they do great things or not. Human life has intrinsic value and the Democrat Party couldn't give a rat's you-know-what. Okay? That's 468 pounds Tons, 468 tons of human beings thrown into America's landfills or into your sewer system. All right? Think about that for a second. Am I fired up? You bet. Because people are so deceived. I'm going to read you Ted Kennedy's 1971 letter that he wrote to longtime Catholic Pro-Life League member Tom Dennelly. This letter was written by then-Senator Ted Kennedy, August 3rd, 1971. Listen and listen closely because this is right before, you know, year and, year and a half or so before the Roe v. Wade decision. Dear Mr. Denley, this is by Senator Ted Kennedy. 
I appreciate your letter containing your views on abortion. There are many moral and legal aspects arising from this complex issue, which is gaining the acceptance of large numbers of women faced with unwanted pregnancies while disturbing the consciences of a great many other Americans. Opponents maintain that abortion is wrong from every theological, moral, and medical aspect. Proponents are firmly convinced that the, that the woman alone has the right to decide. Well, while the deep concern of a woman bearing an unwanted child merits consideration and sympathy, this is Ted Kennedy if you're just tuning in. Ted Kennedy, listen to what he says. It is my personal feeling that the legalization of abortion on demand is not in accordance with the value which our civilization places on human life. Wanted or unwanted, I believe that human life, even at its earliest stages, has certain rights which must be recognized. The right to be born, the right to love, the right to grow old. That's Senator Ted Kennedy, 1971. And he goes on to write, On the question of the individual's freedom of choice, there are easily available birth control methods and information women may employ to prevent or postpone pregnancy. But once life has begun, uh, no matter at what stage of growth, it is my belief that termination should not be decided merely by desire. I share the confidence of those who feel that America is willing to care for its unwanted as well as wanted children, protecting particularly those who cannot protect themselves. I also share the opinions of those who do not accept abortion as a response to our society's problems an inadequate welfare system, unsatisfactory job training programs, and sufficient financial support for all its citizens. When history looks back to this era, it should recognize this generation as one which cared about human beings enough to halt the practice of war, to provide a decent living for every family, and to fulfill its responsibility to its children from the very moment of conception American voters. That is signed by Senator Ten Ted Kennedy on August 3rd, 1971. Would you wake up America and start loving other people with the truth? Use the tools that are at your disposal. I want everybody, I want everybody to go to the bookstore in America Out Loud. Click that link, get the book, Keeping My Promise to America's Abortion King. The, that's the subtitle. The main title is called What If We've Been Wrong? We must use everything at our disposal. Reach out to African Americans and teach them about Margaret Sanger's Negro Project. Reach out to young women. The tools are right there. Go to a birth can, I mean a Breast Cancer Prevention Institute and sit down with a young millennial voter or the next generation below them and explain to them, show them the connection between breast, cervical, and liver cancer to hormonal contraception. Show them the scientific connection between abortion and breast cancer, which is why the increase in breast cancer perfectly tracks the, uh, the legalization of abortion. Oh my gosh, wake up Americans. Sit down and teach them economics 101 that if you increase the, uh, the minimum wage, that doesn't solve the problem. That doesn't, that just passes the additional cost of those products and services to the end user. And then 
Oh my gosh. Would you please go and learn how to handle a gun? Okay. And I'm sure many of you listening already do, but, it, but if you do, but your neighbor doesn't and your neighbor is that radical feminist who thinks that we need additional gun control laws, would you please go and share with her the, the importance of being able to have concealed weapons, the importance of being able to teach your children self-defense with the use of a gun. Invite your neighbor to go to the gun shooting range. Invite your neighbor to take um, uh, gun shooting lessons with you. Um, to, to share, share with these stories, like the one, I know I've already put this out there, the one about uh, um, when I was living in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and we were, we were on 30 acres of land, but it was only like five or six minutes to I-95, Interstate 95. And, and when we moved there temporarily for four years, I thought about how, you know, it's just kind of odd to move from the country to the, to the city area. And, and it, it gave us a false sense of security, uh, having two young girls at the house. Well, sure enough, my children ended up, um, having to potential, well, they were protecting themselves with guns because a truck pulled up in front of the house. Two big burly men got out of the truck and my girls were home alone. They were, I think they were uh, maybe 12 and nine, but they were somewhere in that age range, 13 and, and 10 maybe, I can't quite remember. Um, but my husband had taught my, our children how to protect themselves with guns particularly the youngest one. She was more proficient probably than the older one. Well, they call me and they're saying, mom, these two men have gotten out of the, their truck and it's a white truck and it's unidentified. Mom, they're walking around the side of the house. This is where um, the oldest one's bedroom was. Well, <clears throat> they said, mom, they're jiggling the back door. By this point, of course, they already had the bedroom door locked. They've got me on the phone. I'm instructing them to move the dresser in front of the bedroom door, uh, just in case these guys break in. And, uh, I just want to tell you, my children had two guns loaded. Okay. Of course I was scared because I didn't like this idea, but through prayer and knowing that their guns were loaded and the guns were laying on the bed and one girl, one of the girls had their eye peeking out the bathroom window, uh, so they could see what these men were doing. Well, they, she thought she could see what they were doing. Of course they, she thought they were breaking in. And long story short, well, they were not breaking in. The men were there taking measurements of, this, of the uh, sliding door because the landlord's uh, intention was to replace this old glass sliding door, put in a new one. Well, we didn't know it. We just thought these were two guys getting ready to break in. But I will tell you this, that yes, was my heart beating fast? Absolutely. Was I, was I scared? Yeah, to a certain degree, I was scared, but I knew that my children were protected. If those guys had busted in the bedroom door, my children, who would be bent down on the other side of the bed, they would be there waiting and they would shoot to kill. Okay. Now I told the girls that if you hear them break in and they get near that bedroom door, you shoot a couple uh, rounds through the ceiling and, and most likely that would scare these two guys away. Uh, but if that didn't work and that they busted in that bedroom door, I mean, they could have busted through and they flip over the dresser. It's, it's time for self-defense. This is what is the, the, the Marxist communist left wants to take our guns as, and, 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 
They use every opportunity to scare the American public and to use women. Oh, our poor children in schools, you know, we need more gun protection and all these different things that they say. No, we need to enforce the laws. We need to come up with maybe better ways or the enforceable ways to find the Looney Tunes who do have the guns. But taking my guns away, I want to be able to go to church on Sunday and any day in between if I choose to and have a pistol strapped to my shin because I have a concealed weapons license. Whether I do or I don't, I want to have that right to bear my gun. So if some Looney Tune comes into church at mass on Sunday morning, well, maybe a few of us in there can, can defend uh, the other people, at least to a large degree, at least take that guy down. So, I mean, the list goes on and on. Why not have a gun as you walk through the mall, okay? If a couple crazy guys come in there and they're, you know, it's a bloodbath, why not hide behind the women's dresses? In fact, let me hide behind the women's evening gowns and then be able to take the guy out. This is what I'm saying. It's just we're so duped. And, and the, the umbilical cord to all these things, it's always political. They always try to get their victory politically. Um, in the legislature, and then if that doesn't work, then they ram it down our throat uh, using the activist Supreme Court, which was never the intention. Thomas Jefferson, the founders of this country, they warned that the Supreme Court would get too much control and that the only way to maintain our republic is to have, in fact, I'm using one of the principles right here, the only reliable basis for sound government and just human relations is natural law. And then secondly, a free people cannot survive under a Republican constitution. That doesn't mean Republican party, a Republican constitution where the people are truly represented uh, unless they remain virtuous and morally strong. And the most promising method of securing a virtuous and morally stable people is to elect virtuous leaders. And I could go on and on. The, the, and now, a virtuous leader is not someone who wants to take away my right to defend myself. This is what sort of blows my mind, too, with so many minorities supporting the radical Marxist Democrat Party left. It, the, the, you know, Black Americans... After that civil war, every single one of them were Republicans because the Democrat Party wanted to take away uh, the, the right for black people to own guns. So wake up, American voters, before it's too late. They will take your parental rights away. They will take your guns away. They'll take your property away. They will take your lives away. And they've already proven that they're willing to do that. All right, so I want you to go to the bookstore right here on America Out Loud. Get the book, What If We've Been Wrong? Keeping My Promise to America's Abortion King. I'd like for you to go visit our page on the inter, our, our, um, the website, hoseainitiative.org. That's H-O-S-E-A, hoseainitiative.org. And then make sure you have the app on your phone. Uh, the talk radio app so you can listen to America Out Loud 24-7 and you tune in Monday through Friday at 1 o'clock. Thank you. God bless you. And let's do everything we can. Be bold, America, and go love other people with the truth. Love you. Love you. Let's save our country. God bless you.